What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast, where I talk hunting, entrepreneurship, and the daily grind and what it takes to earn success. I'm your host, Eric Van Workham. It's been a wild 40, 24 to 48 hours. I got the sheriff, Patey, here. Thanks for flipping your hair back. I can take you more serious. Uh, yeah, it just does what it wants. It has a mind of its own. And then uh, Aaron here. What's up? What's up? Hold on. We got a winner from the last one. Some guy. Mm. Awesome guy. Yeah. Freaking... <laughs> Stud of a guy. 12 days of podcasts, 12 days of giveaways, every episode. Uh, if you email in to eric, E-R-I-K, uh, leave us a review, um, and we'll pick a winner. You got to leave a thorough review, though, please. Take a screenshot, email it to me, and you're entered to win. Let's see. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith. This would be the winner of podcast number three, right? Yeah. I think that's what we're on. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, you're a winner. I'll email you. But uh, his review is, love the podcast. This podcast rips. The podcast is great. I listen to it at work when I can't watch the YouTube videos. Fairly new follower, but you guys have grown to be my favorite YouTubers. The lessons learned pod is awesome because it gives you guys like, it gives guys like me tips for my next Western hunt. Okay. So good review. we'll send you a buck and hoodie. Um, you just got to, again, take a screenshot, leave a review on either Apple or uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to them. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, real crazy, real crazy day. Uh, I was headed out to go help the SFW. Uh, they got a high fence sheep herd. They're going to import from Tabby and they're doing that so that they can relocate. And these are wild sheep, but they'll bring them back to this place out in promontory so that they can, um, it's a nursery, right? It's a nursery. Yeah. So they can Mm. spread them to other, um, uh, other places of the state that need help with their herds and their desert bighorns. So it's really cool. It's a big old hill and sagebrush out in the Great Salt Lake up against that mountains. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we were out there uh, tearing up fence so they don't get their feet caught. So it's like this old fence that we had to cut wire and then roll it out of the sagebrush. You know how the sagebrush grows? It grows mm, through the fence. Yeah. So we had to like tear out this old wire and, and whatnot. And while I was out there, I'd been out there for an hour or so and I got a I knew my wife wasn't feeling very good. And then she, her, some weird stuff was going on with her speech. And I was like, wait a second, that's not normal. And I called Aaron. I'm like, dude, go in and make sure my wife's okay. She's not making sense. I called her on the phone and she like was slurring her speech and couldn't talk. Well, anyways, she's in the ICU right now and they just kicked me out because they're going to do, uh, they did some stroke tests, MRIs, and they're going to do an EEG now on her brain to make sure it wasn't a seizure. And then hopefully she'll get to come home tonight. But feel bad for the poor little thing. She's been stressed with the holidays, stressed with the children. Uh, she's 34 weeks pregnant. Moving. It's moving. It's just been a lot, man. I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm just, it's just been a wild 48 hours. She's a poor lady. Poor lady, huh? <laughs> she's on your sixth kid. Jeez, she deals with a lot with you. Dude, she deals with a lot. <laughs> what have you guys been up to today? How's Burn Bucks 2.0 coming? Uh, haven't worked that much on it. I've been... We've been doing stuff for sponsors. Again, Dropbox has been our worst enemy today. Anytime we upload something, it freezes. We could burn. It was like breaking both our computers. We couldn't even get Dropbox to work today for the longest time. And then we finally figured it out. So we've just been going through content, getting things to sponsors. Lot, lots of customer service. Yeah. Orders, helping people out. So with order volumes going up 300%, you know, through last few weeks, got a lot of, got a lot of people writing in asking questions and ordered the wrong size. So they 
need a new size and so on and so forth. Yeah, so. Thanks again for you guys' support. Yeah. So on that ordering note, we're sold out of black and tans, wolf grays. We're now ranger greens, and now we're sold out of coyote. No coyotes. Just multicam? Just multicam game changer vinyl harnesses. How many of those are there? Uh, there's a few left. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they'll be around for another week, I bet. And yeah, a week, week or two. week Jeez. or two. So if you need a ranger green or black and tan or coyote, check out blackobes.com because they still have ranger greens. If you need other colors, coyote, uh, badass outdoor gear has a few coyotes left. And Smith and Edwards still yeah. has a few of each color. Yeah, so not Smith a lot left, but they do have. They a don't few. have any in the back. Was and that everything can, they had out? Yeah, it was. Uh, they only had a couple in the back, but they put them out today. They said so. Well, okay. So if you don't think you're going to get something in time for shipping uh, for Christmas, go to Smith and Edwards, pick one up there, or if you think you got enough time to ship and they have your color, uh, check out Black Ovis or Badass Outdoor Gear. But I think. You can go in to their locations, though, too, if Badass, you're Badass, you can. I guess you can both, huh? I guess Elvis. you can check out any of their stores, yeah. If they, Unless yep. you're out of state. If you're close to them, I think you can go in any of them and yeah. pick it up. So the support's been overwhelming. Like, thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Uh, and I know you wouldn't be supporting us if it wasn't a killer product, too. Like, the Game Changer's top-notch. So, yeah, check those out. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this for a second. How about how about that guy sending a picture of that deer that he wanted us to come kill that he said was huge? <laughs> yeah, we had a... <laughs> I haven't heard this story. We had oh, a, my gosh. We Bless had, this guy's heart. We had I'm sure out, he's such a nice guy. We had an outfitter reach out to us, and he said, hey, I, I think there's a buck you guys might like. It's like, okay. Like, in the past, he says they only shoot, like, 160-plus bucks, and then he sends some trail cam videos of, like, a hundred. 10 inch buck, 115 inch buck. It's like, but mo- I will say most people in that state, like their scoring is very different than ours. Yeah. If somehow, you, go, if you somehow. shoot a buck in the Midwest automatic, okay. Midwest, I mean like South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Nebraska, add 30 inches. From what somebody says it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From what, what it actually is. Yeah. From what uh, it is. Just, yeah. Quite a few we've, we've found like that. But if Seth Swerzik from Hornady says he shot a, giant buck he really did so yeah I which bo- he really did he S- hammered a giant last year yeah he did on public land no he did there. he hammered yeah. a stud and he hammered a really good one here in utah yeah i just want to make sure that we're not taking anything away from seth because <laughs> he's, he's a midwest boy. and he just yeah. shot another meal there this morning did he yeah it was a funky one i don't think huh. it was like a big one it was kind of funky he was cape is all torn up i'm guessing that's a muzzleloader buck but yeah yeah. So anyways, I've been so excited. I'm like, is this guy found any deer? Is there anything out there? We, we still got all month to go out there. He's like, Oh, I found one you guys might like. And he's like, I'll get you the photos over. And he sent Aaron the photos over. I'm like, dude, this buck isn't even 120. <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless that guy's heart. Thanks for sending it. What, to a, us. what a stud. <laughs> um, that buck needs to live. Well, apparently those guys had bad drought. We kept hearing over there, like all their deer died of EHD and drought. Like, that was a big deal out there. So they're just not used to seeing the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's saying numbers are down in the Midwest yeah. for deer. So deer, hurting sucks. E- deer hurting everywhere. Idaho. Bad in Idaho. Wyoming. Bad in Wyoming. I think some parts of Montana did okay. Northern Utah's really bad. Oh, yeah. Utah's bad. And then you keep seeing 
I get emails from the fishing games about CWD or whatever. Their butts popping up all over in Utah now too. Yeah, it is popping up. It's all over when we're in Nebraska too. Like you yeah. look at deer and you're like, that deer looks sick. Yeah, we did look at deer that we were like, that deer looks funky. Yeah, and so it's I don't know the deer populations just seem like they're having problems lately. Yeah. Someone's asking me, did you? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? I'm like, man, I don't. I'm going to be low-key at where I hunt this year because the deer just aren't doing well. And uh, I was talking to Zach Griffith the other day on Instagram, and he's like, dude, I can't find an elk. Really? Yeah. It and seems a lot of like... people are saying north of I-80, we lost 60% of our elk herd north really? of I-80. When, like when, when I was in Idaho and stuff, I was seeing more elk than deer, way more elk than deer. It seems like elk still did better than the deer did. But I don't know. I've been in some places. Maybe they took a hit. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. It's been bad. Yeah. Hopefully. It's going to take two, three years for it to recover. And I know up on Deseret. Four or five years. The, the big ranch up on Deseret, um, I think they kill 75 mule deer a year, and they got hammered. Like, they're not finding, they're having a hard time finding four-year-olds, definitely few and far between five, six-year-olds, uh, even fewer sevens, if any sevens at all. Hmm. And, like, they're passing a ton of deer, and a lot of guys are going home empty-handed. Um how did, how did pronghorn do? No one talks about pronghorn. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, three, four years ago, they got hammered. Remember up on Deseret? Because they couldn't get across the, the highway Yeah, to get into their wintering ground. They got trapped oh, on, really? on, in the snow and on the... But I think Tyson was telling me that they lowered the fence or something so that they could... Get over? Yeah. Yeah. I think I... I don't know. I've heard they they got wiped out last year all over Wyoming and... So I don't know how they did in Utah. <laughs> I don't keep tabs. On I know I don't keep tabs on either. Everyone's talking about the deer, and it's like, well, if it was so bad for the deer, I feel like a smaller animal probably would have been worse on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be really choosy on what I do for mule deer this next year. Hey, I got a funny story. Changing yeah. subjects. So Clint, our cousin Clint, nerdy biologist. You guys. <laughs> did you get the text from him last night? <laughs> Which one did he send you? The coyote. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> so he sends me a picture of a coyote. I knew he went checker hunting because he always sends me his pins so that in case he gets lost, I'll go save him. He does? Every time. That is hilarious. So he sends me a he pin. He's just like Grandma V. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me a pin. So I knew he was checker hunting. And then I got a picture of a coyote. I was like, you shot a coyote checker hunting with a shotgun? He's like, yeah. And I was like, let me guess. You felt bad that you shot it. And he's like, yeah, I did. How'd you know? Because I know, because I know you. So I, so I called Wait, him a couple hours later. He texts me, hold on, hold that thought. He texts me and said, I feel bad for killing it. I'm like, and he said, no, he said, I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for killing it. I go, it's probably after bad I talked as to in him. you felt bad or bad as in badass. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, bad as in I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. That's oh because yesterday gosh. afternoon I had already <laughs> called him out on it. So that's probably why he, he reiterated it to you. But I said, let me guess, you felt bad. He said, yeah. And he said, I even tried to let it get away a couple times. So he told me the story. His his dogs were, were on point, so he was trying to get to them. And then all of a sudden, he uh, looks over, and there's a dog, like 15 yards away, staring at him. Uh-huh. And he's like, ah, gosh. He, he just sat there and stared at it. And the do- he said the coyote looked at him and then the coyote looked at his dogs. The coyote was more interested in his bird dog. And so then Clint's like, hmm, should I shoot it? And he had his gun on his back. So he gets his gun off, his shotgun off of his pack. And he, he's like, hmm, still thought about it. Hadn't shot it yet. And then the coyote goes behind a rock. So Clint steps up on a, a rock so he can see it. 
And then he gives it another chance to leave, but the coyote looks at Clint and then looks at his dogs again. And then Clint decided, oh, maybe I'll shoot it. And then he shoots it. And then he felt bad. <laughs> I would never feel bad about never. shooting one of those suckers. I, listen, <laughs> I, I said, bad isn't guilty or bad isn't badass? Bad isn't I should have let him go. I gave him a couple chances. <laughs> I responded, everybody is different, but I tell you what, I personally wouldn't feel bad shooting one or even three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said to him. I'm like, did he just want me to be like, dude, it's okay to kill. There was nothing I was going to say to Clint in that moment that was going to make him feel justified <laughs> in killing that coyote. I was just like, everyone's different, dude. I'm like, I'm not going to talk you out of feeling bad. Like, but I'll tell you one thing. I would not feel bad shooting a coyote. Well, you know, me and Aaron talked, he's the biologist. So everything in the ecosystem has its place. Yep, so. Everything has yeah. a place. And in, so, including us, God gave us dominion over the animals and fowl of the air. <laughs> and you didn't go out and shoot those coyotes. <laughs> the first thing I said after he said, yeah, I felt bad is I said, you better eat them then. And what he did said, he say? He called me later that night. I'm not eating it. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do something with its fur. It's, its hair looked good. Yeah. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know if he's going Does to. Does anyone but... ever eat coyote? No. Dude, I, I saw a Stephen Renella oh. episode where him and Remy ate one and they were like, it I don't think it was good. <laughs> I can't imagine hey, it would be good either. Some countries, they eat dogs. Well, I want to go home and eat my dog. He's like no. pure lean muscle. Yeah. I can't imagine he tastes very good. I can't imagine that tastes very good. Clint. Uh, we love you. Yeah, we love you. We're just having a little fun with you. You you have such a pure heart. There's a there's a spot for you in heaven. Um, you probably, Jesus will probably put you in charge of the zoo. Or, or loading the ark. He should probably repent on Sunday, though. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to kill every bird or anything that walked in our yard. And I, same. Like, blah, didn't matter. Starling, whatever. Sparrow, squirrel, didn't matter. We had these, they because they'd, they'd get our garden, eat our fruit, vegetables, whatever. And so, yeah, we just annihilate. And as I get older, I'm like, I don't need to shoot that. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. need to shoot that bird. And, and I, I don't know, maybe it's a maturity thing or whatever, but like Big Buster, he's my little two and a half year old. He's almost three, I guess, in January, but he's like, there's a dog. Dad, we shoot it? Dad, <laughs> what about that one? We shoot it, Dad? It doesn't have ant use. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe he got it from me. It's going to be bad news when he gets a BB gun. I know. Dude, there's going to be holes all over the shop. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. There won't be any critters around here anymore. The stuff I seen him doing. Funny story about him last night. I put usually I put him to bed like you gotta get him in the tub, you gotta sing to him, you gotta tell him a story, you gotta say prayers with him. And but I made the mistake while he was downstairs playing, I gave him two pieces of chocolate covered in <laughs> pecan. That sucker you think he drank a Red Bull. Dude Sugar he, Rush. I, Kendrick goes, he's in his room playing. I heard him. I'm like, no, he's not. This is two, two and a half hours later. She goes, yeah, he's in his room. Every toy is in his bed from his, from his closet. I walk in there. He's in the dark standing there like this in the corner of the building or the, the bedroom. I'm like, what are you doing? You crazy? That's creepy. Get in bed. I, I was like, and then it, I'm like, what is wrong? And then the thought occurred to me, uh, Dude, you gave him two pieces of chocolate. No and I told Janessa, she's, night, like, huh? she's like, guarantee that's why he was up. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> no more chocolate before bed. It's been a wild 24, but yeah, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be a, yeah, he's going to be a ruthless little guy. That guy. <laughs> um, what else? Burn Bucks 2.0 Tuesday? Uh, we'll see. We still need reviews from Ty, and we still haven't done the second 
round of changes yet, so. Oh, you, you're still working on that? You're yeah. doing all that freaking Dropbox stuff all day. Yeah, I've been doing other stuff today. I've only worked on that a little bit, so. And the other podcast episode. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I mean, I just was, yes, I got thumbnail done for it. Um, yeah, we'll see. it'll be out next week sometime. Yeah, I didn't get around to that Tundra TI review video due to the chaos today. Get that done next first next week. Get that Matthew's lift video done. Um, but I guess we can go. This is Aaron's idea talking about content and all the other work that goes into it. Uh, starting starting a hunting company. Aaron wants wants you to talk about this. Like right now, next episode, maybe like Tuesday. For the podcast, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Talk, oh. talk about starting it, or do you want me to do it real quick? Well, I, I was just talking oh, about how you started Mealy Freak. Yeah. That's what I meant. You coached me what to say. What did you tell me to say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just how you started it. Yeah, what, how did you start? Start I mean, shipping? Yeah, so... What were you guys doing? There's just some funny stories uh, that, that not only you shared with me, but that I was a part of that starting Mealy Freak. Yeah. So, so I was like, I started seeing this Facebook thing, like like Facebook popping up and I kind of been studying it for a little bit. And then I started, started seeing Facebook put out company pages and then Mm. people creating pages. And I saw this one, uh, in Idaho and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. He named this page this. I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to name page this. I'm like, I, I love mule deer. I'm going to, Hmm. And we always call them muleys. That's what, that's what, that's what grandpa Chug always said. Muleys. So I'm going to call it muley freak. And then I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I was a, I didn't have I didn't we didn't take a lot of photos of our mule deer because sometimes we carried cameras disposable cameras in the saddlebags that's all we had back then right yeah so I didn't have a lot of pictures of that but I had pictures of raccoons and foxes and like <laughs> ducks and pheasants that I'd shot so I had this page called muley freak and I was posting pictures of my pheasants and foxes and <laughs> raccoons that I, <laughs> that I shot dude <laughs> that's muley freak right there yeah that was 2012 not that long ago it's really not. It's really ago. not that yeah. long ago. So I'm like, man, I don't even have any, like, I could take a picture of a picture because none of those images of the deer we'd killed were digital. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd been doing summer sales, so I hadn't been hunting. I didn't, I didn't have the time to bow hunt. Okay. So I wasn't bow hunting then. And I certainly didn't have any kills in the last two years. And I'd been on a mission before that. So I was gone from, you know, 05 to 07 ish. And I did the summer sale, so I didn't really get, I didn't really have time to hunt in the fall. And anyways, that's when I started, I'm like, well, I got to, geez, mule deer's my thing. I got to kill some mule deer. So uh, eventually I found a guy, I'm like, hey, can you make this logo? And I had like this idea. Have you seen the OG Muley Freak logo? We should probably yeah. do a t-shirt of that, the OG. Do you remember it? Yeah, I was just telling. I had either, an orange hat of it. I yeah, don't I was know just, where I got Peyton it. And from. I were just talking about it the other day. We should bring back an OG hat. We we did that flex fit hat, and it was on the side. Yeah, and we we sold a lot of those. But yeah, you could go back to the old uh, profile picture on Facebook and probably scroll to the very end, and it'll say Muley Freak. And it's like this skull with one eye is black and one eye isn't, and it's kind of like laid out. It's kind of funny, huh? Well, I have like I swear, everyone when they start a hunting brand, they use the cursive decks whatever it is. I, there's one I have a Muley, old Muley Freak that's like cursive. Yeah, it's like, yeah that's Freak. what it is. Yeah, and the logo's like sideways on the hat. That's the best font I could find, man, yeah, before I come up uh, with the custom font. On, on uh, Microsoft Word. So what really started the passion for me to even start this page, though, is this bull right here behind me on my left. Um, I had drawn my limited entry elk hunt after, after 12 years of applying here in okay. Utah. 
Uh, I put in ever since I could put in. I finally drew it. And I hit a really big bull. And I didn't know it was fatal at the time because I couldn't even find any blood. Uh, I, th- I thought it was fatal because I still remember what he did when I hit him. He hunched up and did the whole thing. Well, I didn't kill a lot of elk at that time. So I didn't really know what to think or expect. And no one videoed anything back then either. So um, and I didn't find him and it broke my heart because I knew he's a freaking giant. Like yeah. it literally broke my heart. And I was with Clint. Clint was right next to me. I was getting ready to cross a fence and it was too high. So I went back up the hill to cross and I looked up and there that giant bull was like that and couldn't find him, broke my heart. Well, I ended up killing another bull um, towards the end of the hunt. Well, anyways, through the grapevine, my bull that I shot was found as a deadhead a year or two later. Um, I, I'd already tagged a bull, so I couldn't have this bull. And unfortunately, this one went to waste. Meat-wise, well, I mean, coyotes didn't go to waste entirely. I wasn't able to consume it. And it got turned into the DWR for reporting, you know, you report deadheads. And I bought it back at auction for like 350 bucks. So oh, really? I was able to, yeah, I was able to get that bull back and losing him started the fire on Muley Freak. Like I was so passionate after going on that hunt that I was like, this is what I want to do. This is incredible. Clint introduced me to freeze dried meals on the hunt. I didn't have to pack PB and J's anymore. <laughs> no cans or anything. No cans, dude. <laughs> it was just a cool experience. And that bull right there started the passion, even though it is an elk, it started the passion that is Mealy Freak. Okay. And so, you know, when we started this Facebook page, we did a couple big, uh, big giveaways that blew up. And then I started like this, my first t-shirt. I'm like, oh, I want to do a t-shirt and it was show off your rack. <laughs> and I, I did these women's t-shirts that said show off your rack. And there were women wearing them all over the internet. <laughs> and then there were decals driving all over the freeway, show off your rack. In fact, we should bring that back as a vintage show off your rack thing. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And, you know, I kind of felt bad afterwards because my, my, I just think I was in the priest quorum or teacher's quorum and they came to me and like, this is your company? Show off your rack? I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, in Sunday school and, or, uh, you know, priesthood or whatever. And they're like, yeah. I was like, oh man, I don't know if this is a good example for these kids. <laughs> I kind of felt guilty about it. <laughs> so yeah, these old show off your racks. I see one once in a while. Yeah. I've, I've seen one within the last year driving yeah. on the freeway. Show off your rack sticker. Mm-hmm. It's just a white decal that we used to do. And we did a few pink ones. Yeah. But the late, then I, then I got feeling really awkward when the ladies would DM the page and it, it's just chest shots with the shirt that said, with the V-neck that says show off your rack. I'm like, okay. I, then, I, <laughs> then I felt really bad. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but I don't know about this show off your rack thing. Let's switch it up. <laughs> and anyway, then we transitioned, we, we got a new logo uh, kind of changed it to earn your obsession because that's mm-hmm. what we're about. And then we kind of condense that a little bit to earn it. And that's kind of been our kind of slogan tagline mantra ever since then. But Aaron was on his mission when I started, started it and I told him what I was doing. Uh, he was going to school at Utah state. He was chasing girls at the time, but he wasn't super interested at the time, but he slowly started working with us a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then, um, eventually came on more full time. 2014. But, that's when I started helping. Yeah, I sold it. So two years after you started. We didn't learn that Aaron was left eye dominant until his half his life was over. <laughs> <laughs> Could never open. Couldn't physically ever open my right eye. Yeah. It just doesn't work. So I think I sold. I sold you my Matthews. Uh, what's that called? Creed. Yeah, 
Creed. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, right-handed bow? Yeah, right. Yeah. I sold him my right-handed bow. Probably full WAP what I paid for it. It was. <laughs> it take him. It took him like six months to pay it off to me. <laughs> and it was wrong-handed it was, too. Yeah, he's probably gonna hit anything. <laughs> he's like, I spent all this money on this bow. Yeah. I, did you ever shoot an animal with that? I don't think no. you did. No. <laughs> the, the first one you shot one was the prime. Yeah, left-handed. the one you wounded. Right? Uh, it was left-handed. Uh huh. That was a nice buck, by the way. Yeah. That now that we know nice bucks buck. a little bit better, that's probably one. I mean, no one called anything scores back then. So just so you know, it was like a four point. That was probably like a 160 buck you hit, I bet. Ish. 155, 160. I have no idea. It was a nice deer. I saw a four point at 55 yards and I shot at it. I was like, go down right there. He's going to come right. Dude, he walked right in front of you. That was nuts. Yeah, that was crazy. You never thought that was probably going to happen either. Uh-uh. It's crazy. <laughs> we think we brisket shot him. Yeah, I so guess. That's why. Maybe. We, yeah. We don't know. But. Uh, that's why you thought you brisket shot that, uh, Colorado deer. Cause all those flashbacks came back. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Anyway, so that, that's the quick and dirty version of, uh, how I started Mealy Freaks. Kind of funny story. Yeah. Show off your rack was the theme. Yeah. Shipped out of your basement for two and a half, three years. Yeah. And then finally got serious and got a warehouse. And yeah. Started. Yeah. Shipped out of the basement for two, three years. And we started renting a warehouse to us having our own warehouse. So, um, yeah, Janessa did shipping and fulfillment every day or every other day for um, two, three, four years. Never got paid a penny and never complained a time. I got threatened a couple times. <laughs> uh, I got threatened a couple times, but um, no, she never complained one time. She's she was a saint, and she's that's why we always give her a ton of credit, and that's why she deserved that big buck this year. And, uh, she just kind of started getting into hunting a little bit. I don't know that she's really into it, but she hunts. <laughs> and she can shoot big deer. That's the mom. That's <laughs> the mom behind Muley Freak, man. She was taking care of customers since day one. It it's it really is quite an incredible story. Yeah, yeah. Come a long ways from yeah. the basement. Show off your act. <laughs> so know. on and so forth. Oh, we didn't give up. We just Old kept going. We kept, kept improving. Kept making things better. Ten by ten booth at the Hunt Expo. 10 by 10 booth at the Hunt Expo. With, uh, with li- a- lifetime tables, and uh, we were hanging them off of pallets. <laughs> <laughs> Hangers off of pallets, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come along. Long, long way. And we had an odd ad in our booth, of all things. You had Mule- an odd. Muley Freak, and we had an odd ad in our booth. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man. we Gosh, we hadn't, we hadn't freaking shot a big enough deer yet to even make the... <laughs> Uh, to even make the freaking garage, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a freaking odd dad, barberry <laughs> sheep, uh, <laughs> carved skull carving. That's why we had it shown off there. And then we're like, oh hey, we don't have this size because we can only hang like four shirts on this pallet. Let's go back and we'll dig in this mess back there. Remember that mess <laughs> oh, we had yeah, back there? A mess. We had dude back there. I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, got us started though. But that's where we met Tyler. Yeah, I met Tyler there, huh? Yeah, we met and, Tyler Okamura. He and was Hunter Weems. That's where I first met Hunter Weems. Yeah, met Hunter Weems there. We met Tyler. We would have never met Tyler if we wouldn't have did that show. Nope. He came by. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, we just kind of got to be friends with Tyler. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny story. That's then funny. we had an even smaller booth the next year. <laughs> then, we, then we upgraded this bull behind us. We had that bull there. Yeah. And people are like, you're a mealy freak. Why is there an elk in here? We're like, well, because that's the only thing worth putting up right now. <laughs> that's the only thing big enough. <laughs> it is funny. It's on the pedestal that says mealy freak. It is right funny. Huh? 
I need to sell that thing and get an Elk Freak one. But we started Elk Freak. Uh, we just, we just, it's just not the bandwidth. To, so we kind of combined the two brands into Muley Freak. Not same umbrella. Same umbrella. <laughs> but anyways, uh, another podcast. Uh, we're going to take a break over the weekend, but we'll continue with podcast number six on Monday. It's going to be a good one. Um, appreciate you guys. Again, if you want to earn a win, a buck and hoodie, Email me at eric with a K at mealyfreak.com. Uh, leave a review. Tell us in detail what you enjoy about the podcast, uh, why you listen to it. Um, and then be sure to subscribe, guys. Enter the giveaway. I'll pick another winner. 